2: and welcome to the Broad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan about actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? How have I been downgraded from Britain, or the UK's top
3: Japan enthusiast, to just England? Is there a Welsh one I've I've not heard of, or a
2: Scottish one I've not heard of? I'm furious. It depends what mood I'm in and how much coffee I've drunk. Last week, you were... London's top Japan enthusiast. <laughs> this week, England. Oh, Who I'm knows, what could be next That's cool. Can be <laughs> Soho's, Soho's top <laughs> Japan enthusiast. How are you holding yeah. up? How's things going over there?
3: Good, man. Yeah, same old, same old, really. We're still, you uh, know, all, all kinds of bother. We're, um, it, you know, we, we, obviously it's no secret that we're recording a few days early, but yeah, it's it's pretty much the same as it was last week. Uh, we're just looking out for each other and um, we're just trying to self isolate. I mean, I was literally self isolating. I'm, I'm in a box, uh, at like an audio recording box that's called ISOVOX.
2: So I'm isolating my voxels. <laughs> are you, I mean, are you just going to stay inside your apartment for the next? like two months then how's that gonna work well yeah the problem is it's, it's
3: really hard to get exercise the only exercise i used to get was you know either going down the gym and lifting stuff or um playing a bit of football and i can't do either of those things so i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm not i'm not a self-starter chris i'm not highly motivated to do stuff off my own bat
2: <laughs> i'm just gonna be in this box recording podcasts until i die i think i think it's time to cash in on the pete donaldson workout a workout that could be done <laughs> yes. within the confines of your own kitchen Using nothing but various tins and pots yeah. um, to exercise. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it's you. Make it happen, definitely. <laughs> Don, the Donny workout. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still trying to stay indoors as much as possible at the moment. Even though no formal declaration to stay in, just taking the initiative because because mm. yeah. Um, but is, um, I hope is, is the is the family family chick-y, um delivery service still working? <laughs> The family chicken deliveries. I do still go out to get food. Family Mark chicken uh, is one of those things. At times <laughs> of desperation, Family Mark fried chicken will see you through. Um, it is a high-calorific high, <laughs> calori- high calorific item. Yeah, One mouthful <laughs> is about 6,000 calories. It will sustain you for at least a week. So if you are in Japan, hold up. Get as much Family Mark fried chicken as you can. Get it yeah. all before Definitely. you can't. Um, but... This week, um, we thought, because literally all of our listeners, all of you guys are indoors, no matter where you might be, whether it's Australia, Canada, the US, England, France, Sweden, everyone's locked up indoors. We thought this week we would do a podcast dedicated to ideas, productive things to do while you're stuck indoors, so you can try and make the most of it. Um, mm. I mean, I've been trying to be productive while I've been indoors. I haven't really, but I've got a few ideas uh, on this This podcast and I thought we'd kick it off with your one, Pete. So this is our list of 12 productive things to do while you're stuck indoors. So you can finish the quarantine either smarter, fitter or just better. And what Mm. is your first one, Pete?
3: Um... I'm just saying Animal Crossing could not have come out at a better time. (laughs) (laughs) Animal The world has gone wild for Animal Crossing. I've never really played it myself. It all looks a bit twee. I'm probably wide of the mark on that one. Probably people will be up in arms about my opinions of Animal Crossing. But uh, yeah, every single one of my friends just seems to be really into Animal Crossing. (laughs) Are you into it? No. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) It's unfortunate. Yeah.
2: Not a single one of my friends is not playing it right now. I, I think I'm the only right. person, including you, who's not got like Animal Crossing. And I feel like I should. The thing is, I went and saw my friend the other day. He's been playing it like madly. And he uh, just it just doesn't look like the sort of thing that interests me. It just seems very kind mm. of chilled out. It seems more like therapy than a game because you just sort of walk around <laughs> building up like, your island and building up your house and your community. It seems kind of cool, but it's not enough mm. action for me. Well, like, I think yeah.
3: like on, on the go gaming is kind of um, you miss the audio element of it. I think to a certain extent, because um, obviously, right. Animal Crossing is is, is beautifully um, imagined and and I, oh, it's I stunning. Yeah, I think that you need you need the music, uh, you need the, you need the sounds um, in it, and, and and that's not something you can do certainly in my setup when I'm on the go gaming on the Switch because um, it doesn't support any Bluetooth devices, which is just bloody annoying in twenty twenty. Yeah,
2: it's a crime. What Nintendo doing? I must admit, though, Internet. I am thinking of getting a Nintendo Switch Lite, um, like the Nintendo Switch in a kind of portable form factor. You, you yeah. can't plug it into the TV, which is obviously one of the key things about the Nintendo Switch. But I must say, uh, I, I feel the Switch is better when it's just in your hands, really, than on TV. I did used to have a yeah. normal Switch, and then I didn't, because um, I gave it away <laughs> to someone, because I was a bit <laughs> silly. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll buy it. It's a good idea, though. I feel a bit left out. In the same way I feel left out about football. And my Siri, the Siri's gone off again, Pete, just like last week. (laughs) Every time you mention football, what is wrong with Siri? Why doesn't it show its big fat mouth? Throw my laptop out the window. Well, every week, right, (laughs) in this podcast, uh, the last few weeks, if you are listening last week, you'll know that as we were talking, my laptop, um, or my iPad actually, started talking. Because Siri likes to listen in on what I'm saying, and it just starts like when it's like when, uh, it's like when Lady Diana said
3: that there was three in this relationship, um, referring, of course, to Prince Charles's lover. Um, yeah,
2: there is three people on this podcast, and one of them is Siri. Bloody Siri! Still can't find a practical use for it. Right, um, my one. So that's the first thing. Number one, productive thing to do: get Animal Crossing. Uh, number two, learn Japanese. What better time Mm. to sit down, learn some new kanji characters, learn some new phrases, just sit down, study and isolate yourself. I I kind of went from nothing to being conversationally fluent in about a year. And when I say conversationally fluent, I don't mean speaking like a native. I mean, being able to just talk uh, about anything to anyone, albeit not brilliantly, but I could kind of get by without needing to switch back to English. And in my mind, that is my definition of fluency which you can debate Mm. as much as you want, but like the idea that you can (laughs) get by, have a conversation without needing to revert to your native language. I think this is a great time to sit down, crack out a book or an app and start learning. My favorite app is human Japanese. I think I've gone on about it many times. If you've got an iPad, iOS, Android, it's a little bit pricey. I think it's like 20 bucks maybe, but it is the best app I've ever bought. You can listen along. You can like press the screen, and it'll kind of repeat the phrase. It kind of breaks it all down really nice and easily for you to like learn it. It's like a friend teaching you Japanese rather than a bloody textbook. Um, mm. So I'd say just learn some Japanese. There's lots of great resources online as well, like Tai Kim's Grammar Guide, another great way to learn it if you're starting off. So I hope mm. you're going to sit down and learn some new Japanese, Pete. Make the most of this. Yeah. The, the problem with my lifestyle is like, I'm struggling to see how this
3: kind of lockdown and shut down and um coronavirus uh, self-isolating thing is it's not really changed my rhythm in the slightest i've still got just as much work to do <laughs> so it's it's really sort of hard for me to sort of sort of figure out what, what exactly is different
2: my inter like my image of you i suspect my image of you is very different to what it actually mm. is kind of expectations versus reality i imagine you get up at like 9 30 in the morning you roll out of bed crack out a beer down the beer <laughs> uh eat some pot noodle some sort of noodle based product that requires right. just hot water have a coffee um play some video games and then do something productive around 1 p.m in the afternoon how accurate is that description of what your actual life is like
3: uh, well i don't drink at home chris <laughs> so if that's, that's, oh, really? that's the only
2: inaccuracy there so <laughs> the only inaccuracy <laughs> everything else spot on i don't drink at home either why is that why don't you drink at home
3: mm. Um, I think certainly, well, I used to work in the evenings. Um, I don't anymore, so I could get blasted if I wanted to, but, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good routine to get into. I know, I know people, you know, smash back a couple of glasses of wine every night, but I I. I can't get with that to be honest. I think I'd be, um,
2: yeah. I
3: think I'd be sort of waking up very groggy indeed every morning. I don't need that in my life. I feel bad enough already.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, on the, I mean, I'm the same in the sense that, I see alcohol more as a social tool than something <laughs> yeah. I enjoy. I do enjoy it. Like if I'm sitting down with friends having a drink, brilliant. But at home on my own, I never really got into it. And I've kind of, I'm not a wine connoisseur, so mm. it doesn't really work. I'm a, I'm so a binge yeah, drinker. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But there you go. Number two, <laughs> we're off on a massive tangent there. That could be another one. Number three, become a connoisseur. Uh, But no, number two, learn some Japanese. Take advantage of this time to sit down and study as much Japanese as you can. On to number three, though. What have you got, Mr. Donaldson? Oh, maybe plan a trip for
3: the autumn slash winter. Plan the whole thing. Work out where you're going to go, what you're going to do, how you're going to get out there. I mean, don't book any hotels. That would be madness in this uh, climate. But <laughs> sure. but maybe um plan, your, plan re-plan a trip that uh, you, you were thinking of doing earlier on because obviously people would have been planning uh, the Hanami um, uh, Sakura um, tours and stuff like that, looking at the, the, the pretty tree flowers and that, yeah. um, as I call them, the blossom. Um, but now why don't you um, reconfigure and figure out something else you would like to do in the fall, maybe a Halloween trip or something.
2: Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I did have a few people who had cancelled their trips to Japan in March, April, May, and some of them were quite positive and upbeat. It was quite inspiring. They said, oh, I'm gutted that my kind of once in a lifetime trip isn't going to happen now, but I'm not going to cancel coming to Japan entirely. I'm going to come back in kind of autumn. And instead, I'm going to learn some Japanese, improve my Japanese for my trip and um, kind of plan my trip better. So I've got more ideas on what I want to do. So you know, it's not the end of the world. Well, we don't know that yet. But it's not the end of the world. Um, Take advantage of the time you've got. Like, if you are postponing your trip, like five of my friends that are coming in April, take advantage to uh, prepare and make your up-and-coming trip even better. So that's a really good one. Plan your trip. And I am definitely going to shout out the Abroad in Japan website because that's what the mm. com website is all about, getting <laughs> ideas and inspiration for your trip. I think there's... 200 unique ideas. We've got a trip idea generator. So check that out. But uh, yeah, definitely. Plan your trip. Um, That's number three. Number four, uh, listen to a podcast. (laughs) That's pretty... Another (laughs) bit of product placement there. But what better time to sit inside and learn something new? Not just the Abroad in Japan podcast, but I've actually started listening to um, a Stephen Fry podcast called Seven Deadly Sins. I don't do podcasts that much myself, just by virtue of the fact... I don't have much free time, but uh, I really do. I'm getting into it more and more. And um, I I came across Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry's voice is so soothing, so magical, so Mm. brilliant. Um, And in the series Seven Deadly Sins, he just talks about each sin and his thoughts on it. And it's great. And I highly recommend it. Any ones you recommend, Pete? Um, I guested on one a few weeks ago called uh,
3: Clash of the Titles. I must admit that is a Staccano production, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a film show where they pit two films with a common theme against each other. Um, but it really is very, very funny indeed. We've got Chris Tilly, a, a respected uh, film journalist, Alex Zane, uh, a, a man who is so into film, it is ridiculous, uh, who's also a TV presenter, and his uh, old school friend Vicky Crompton, who uh, is hilarious as well. She keeps them both in check. It is. Really, really fun. If you're in any way into film, if you're just any way into media, it, it's uh, really interesting. And, and the amount of like little trivia uh, stories I, I hear about, um, like say the film Aliens or something like that, I'm like, oh wow, this is that's really cool. I, I didn't know that. And it's so it's 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 really interesting about the the genesis of uh, how films came to be because obviously films they take mm. years and years to, to to come to life. I remember walking around um, Fukuoka, uh, one of the temples, the temple I mentioned last week actually with the uh, <laughs> with the pigeons. Uh, I was listening to their oh, yeah. episode about American Psycho and another film based on a British and Ellis uh, uh, book uh, and some of the, the, the trivia was fantastically interesting, the whole kind of fact that, uh, that what's his name out of Titanic, uh, Leo DiCaprio was going to be uh, the, 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 the the bloke and, and, the, and the guy who eventually got it was of course someone else uh, who played Batman uh, Christian Bale uh, and his kind of Christian Bale sort of training uh, for like a, a year and a half because this was the role he wanted to play and and physically training himself into the be this big um sexy muscle man um so yeah fascinating clash of the titles uh sorry i just went off on one about christian berlin Leo dicaprio but uh, i did do, do find these things fascinating because i don't know that much about film
2: yeah i mean for someone who loves film i still don't know much about making films so it's crazy it's crazy yeah crazy Absolutely. I still I really need to sit down and make a film at some point. And that might be coming up on our list later on. But uh, yeah, listen to a podcast, learn something new, take advantage of those kind of pockets of empty time sat inside to try and learn something. Podcasts Mm. are pretty good for that. Um, That's number four. What have we got? Number five, Pete, what have you got lined up? Even though you basically did most of the talking for number four. (laughs) Um, This
3: was pretty simple. I imagine a lot of you are stuck inside or maybe in the garden, if you've got a garden uh, and you're looking after children right now. Uh, So my basic idea is don't go insane. Uh, It's a simple message. Uh, Keep your heads about you, keep your wits about you because those kids, uh, they're they're problematic at the best of times. Um, Don't
2: go insane. Okay. Uh, Very simple. Don't go insane. How do you not go insane? What's the secret to not going insane? Just look at
3: the long game. Think about when they're 16, you can legally kick them out of the house, <laughs> or 18, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what what year it is. It might be 12. I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't last forever. Those horrible little monsters who are writing on the walls of crowns at the moment will leave your house one day. And you know, look at the bright side. You're spending some quality time, even though you're really angry with them
2: right now, and you're exhausted. This productive list of ideas has taken a dark turn. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <by this laughs> classic, Pete um yeah don't go insane number number five um i yeah number six (laughs) i i must say um i've had a lot of people saying they're disappointed about not coming to japan given they've canceled their trips and whatnot postponed it yeah why not go on a virtual trip of japan for free unless you have to pay for the internet why not watch all of journey across japan 28 episodes from Yamagata in the north to Kagoshima in the south, 2,000 kilometres, 10 or 12 hilarious random characters along the way, Pete included, and dozens of interesting places and cities and towns, bits of Japan you never normally see. I think you could watch all of Journey Across Japan in somewhere between seven to eight hours. Not entirely sure. <laughs> you do the math. 28 <laughs> episodes times like the Irishman 12 minutes. But yeah, it's like the Irishman, but with more bicycles and more swearing probably. <laughs> Actually, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah. Why not watch all of Jenny Across Japan? Yeah. I mean, you should just... have a little watch along party. Uh, not that you'd want to watch it again
3: because you spent no. hours with that footage. Days, I'm still months. not
2: ready. I'm still not ready to <laughs> dive back into Jenny Across Japan. I mean, but technically, the, the last video. The theme tune
3: is so good, Chris.
2: The theme tune Whoa. is so good.
3: I do
2: like it, it's cool. And it's royalty free. It's very cheap. I've heard so many people use that damn song now because it's on um, epidemicsound.com, which is like a website where you can like get loads of music for free. And that's not product placement. That's just me talking about the website. And there's a song on there called Racing Hearts 3. And that is the song. If you want to listen to it in your own free time, the Journey Across Japan theme tune, it was a, it was a free song, basically. And I've heard so many YouTubers and creators use it now. And I regret not yet. I regret not buying the rights to a proper song but there you go <laughs> i feel like it's theft whenever i hear someone else use it mm. so but yeah journey across japan take a free trip across mm. japan have a bit of fun and cool. watch pete and i get lost with a map a paper map no less and chat to some interesting characters in Osaka. watch journey across japan point number six mm. number seven what you got pete um you're clutching I'm your straws there you haven't prepared a list you're making this up I'm, as you go I'm along. just
3: i'm just saying that right look Drug dealers don't respect rules or lockdowns.
0: Get into hard drugs.
3: (laughs) This this list. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm joking, of course. No, get fit. Get fit. Please. There are so many fitness classes on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I personally am planning on. Uh, he says he's not done it yet. Although we've been locked down for a little while, um, I've got one of those um, those those ring those Ring Fit things that you uh, plug into your Nintendo Switch controllers, um, and it's basically uh. like a video game, a little kind of like RPG. Uh, but you have to be very very physical. It is surprisingly exhausting. Uh, more exhausting than when I play a full match of um, you know seven aside football or 11 aside football which makes me think I probably don't push myself very hard <laughs> i I'm not entirely clear was it get fit? With hard drugs or just get fit? No, no. I, I mean, the original one I wrote down was get into hard drugs because drug dealers right. don't respect the lockdown, and they're probably one of the few delivery services that uh, yeah, that, that don't point. respect it. I'm joking, of course. Uh, get fit, get one of those uh, ring fit things, and uh, do a bit of working out. You, you've got to keep you, you've got to keep your body uh, physically uh, working, even if it's just a stroll around the block with a with a hefty um welder's mask on to prevent disease uh, spreading. But yeah, it's uh, if you've got the a chance, and you can legally leave your home uh, for a bit of a stroll. I think that's probably um, quite a sensible thing because you can really, uh, it can really affect your mental health as well as your physical uh, mm-hmm. attributes as well if you're locked down for such a long time. God, yeah.
2: I dread to think only people are going to put on weight just sitting inside eating popcorn and crisps and just chocolate all day. That's not going to be good for health, is it? I, uh, <laughs> no. I saw an interesting challenge. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Iron Man challenge, or it's got a more not as good name than that, but it's it's a challenge where you're supposed to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups and 100 squats every day uh, and, a, and a 10-kilometer jog. Do you know what the name of this right. diet is or this challenge? No, I don't. I, I mean, a
3: 10-kilometer jog jog would be, um, I would say, very for a person who can't stand jogging, uh, I find it very samey. I mean, it would be particularly samey if I had to do it in my shoebox apartment.
2: But, I mean, if you did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats every day throughout mm. this quarantine by the end of it you'd be ripped you'd be absolutely <laughs> uh, built probably, like a yeah. brick shit house and so i think <laughs> you should do that pete you should do the challenge and let us know how you get on because oh, i'm sure it's shit i'm not gonna do it um <laughs> but yeah get fit it's a good one and bloody get necessary fit. yeah number seven get fit number eight um we're clutching at straws now we're in clutching straw territory my one was uh build a town out of paper does that is that You're mental? Town out does of that contradict river. your previous one, number five, about not going insane? I, <laughs> I mean, it does sound a bit like was it
3: Close Encounters, where um, I already know the parody on on The Simpsons, where Homer Simpson makes a uh, a clown, uh, um, a big uh, circus tent out of mash. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he, I think, oh, he goes yeah. mad. Does he make? Does he make a, an image of the
2: of the alien vessel out of mash or something? I don't. know. I think he does. I think it yeah. does. I remember vaguely there was mashed potato involved. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm actually working on a video right now that may or may not see the light of day called 21 Productive Things to Do While Stuck Indoors. As you can see, a lot of the ideas from that video have been stuck into this podcast, but it might not happen because it's quite a lot of effort. Uh, but one of the things I started doing for that video was to build a town out of paper, and I quickly got carried away. Like I went to Daiso, the 100 yen the sh- hundred yen sh- mm. shop, and bought, a, lot and I of bought like a little a little toy train and, and some paper. Bought ah. a toy train that runs on batteries and it's electric. It's amazing. It's amazing what you can get at the fucking 100 yen shop. Uh, and I started building this town. I built a pub out of paper. I built a train station out of cardboard. It was getting right. really quite good. And then I realized <laughs> I was a little bit mental and it seemed a bit wrong. It seemed <laughs> kind of perversely wrong. Um, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun. So if you're a bit mm. bored, maybe I should change it to get crafty. That sounds a bit better. Get crafty. It? Get crafty. <laughs> like a fox. Get some paper, get some craft goods, and make something. Art. Make some art. There you go. Mm. Get crafty. That's number eight. Not <laughs> not build a town out of paper. Although I'm going to carry on with that town. And it may appear in a video in April. So keep an eye out. Number nine. What you got, Pete? Um I was going to say it, it was kind of connected to your um learn
3: more Japanese. Um you could do that thing where you um ring up like a Japanese person in Japan and have a chat uh, if you want to test out your uh, I can't remember which apps do it but some of them do it. Um you can have like a proper Japanese teacher in Japan teaching you Japanese and you can ask some you know proper questions about conversations because I think sometimes when you work when you're working from books or apps you're not really cognizant of how people actually say things and also its it's quite it's quite hard to sort of figure out how that will be used in conversation, uh, listening and kind of listening out for key words that you can sort of pick out. I'm I'm no good at that. As soon as 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 I ask for something in a restaurant, as soon as I'm happy asking for something, uh, but as soon as they ask any further questions, I'm absolutely screwed. So, yeah, get get as much kind of like when you are trying to learn the language, try and get as much uh, experience talking to a native Japanese speaker as possible. Uh, and, And you can't go far wrong, I would say.
2: Right, let, let's explore this a little bit further. How's that going to mm. work? Are you just going to pick up your phone and dial a random number <laughs> no. in Japan? And no, some I man's going to be like, Moshi Moshi no, and you're like, it's actually Pete Donaldson yes.
3: And they're going to be <laughs> well, like, if they're, no, no, no. if they're locked down as well, they're going to be bored. So there you go. No, um, <laughs> I think, uh, no, because you could, because there are apps that allow you to link. I think, I, is it talk Is that a thing? I, I, that might just be an Yeah, app, but that's, but I mean, that is good. That's link, online. They link it to Japanese service. teachers. Yeah, no, but yeah. like, I'm fairly certain there's an online service that allows you, that <laughs> links you to a Japanese speaker in Japan. Uh, and obviously they're peer reviewed. People who've used them before, uh, say they're very good, say they're very bad. Um, yeah, learn, learn, learn a new skill, uh, over video conferencing. That's all I'm Number saying.
2: Number nine.
3: <laughs> Number nine, prank call, random Japanese people. Prank call, random Japanese. <laughs> there was my mate. Uh, my mate. There was oh, um, Shigeru Shigeru uh, Miyamoto's Mish- uh, phone number was distributed on a video game phone. No. Nintendo, back right? In the day. Yeah, back in the day, invented Mario. Back in the day, and uh, my mate swears blind, uh, Craig, that he rang uh, up uh, Mr. Uh, Miyamoto no. uh, and said there was. He comes from Aberdeen. And um, he was from Aberdeen, and he once, when he was a kid, because there is just um, Aberdeen, just basically about oil rigs. They're just servicing the oil yeah, rigging yeah. industry uh, off off the coast of Aberdeen. Um, and there was a Japanese man who sort of came came round, uh, obviously a businessman, uh, back in the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. and basically taught them, you know, what you are Craig. Un- unnamed desk uh you know how are you that uh, sort of thing uh you were desk car etc and um and that's and so he rang up shigeru miyamoto and no said way. that and apparently uh the man on the end of the phone just did a little giggle and put the phone down so i don't know whether <laughs> exactly that was actually him. shigeru miyamoto but crank call a japanese person get involved come on
2: brilliant prank call shigeru miyamoto the the creator of mario He seems like a cool guy, to be fair. He probably would take that. He'd probably probably have a bit of a smile on his face as it went down. (laughs) Um, Number 10. um, I don't know how we could top that, to be honest. Prank random Japanese Mm. people. Number 10, uh, learn an instrument. Learn a new instrument. I just bought a very small, very cheap Casio piano, Casio keyboard, and uh, I thought I'd learn how to play a few songs on it. And it's, it's been going pretty badly so far (laughs) but i think given that i'm going to be spending so much time indoors for the next month or two what better time to learn how to play the piano and become a master of the keyboard um yeah it's not going well i don't know if it will go well but nevertheless (laughs) i think it's the idea the sentiment that counts um and if that video does go ahead 21 productive things to do while stuck indoors i will showcase my talents and my ability to play two songs Uh, Can you play anything? I don't know if you can play any instruments. Can you, Pete? Guitar? Uh, I play the
3: guitar. I used to be in a band, wasn't I? I used to be in a band, mate. So, yeah, I play a bit of guitar. I'm uh, looking at my... I, I do still like my Dan Electro. The man who owns Dan Electro is a problematic individual. i, I believe that he's still, uh, he's still there. Um, but uh, I do still like my Dan Electro that sits in the corner of my room and I never touch it. I've not touched it for years. Um, oh. And I will... I, I know like three songs so I'm rubbish. Absolute rubbish. But uh, <laughs> it's
2: very therapeutic, isn't it? Very therapeutic. Well, what better time to pick it up and start playing again? Yeah.
3: Well, I'm still... Look, that's the thing, Chris. I can still work, do all my work from home. So I'm just as busy as I was before. If not busier...
2: <laughs> you've broken my list. You, I know. I <laughs> you've know. broken my productive list. Sorry mate. Uh all right, fair enough. I will carry on <laughs> learning the piano and I'll let you know how I get on next week with some updates. Yeah, I, I wanna, can play I the Mission like Impossible piano rendition. <laughs> I can play the Mission Impossible theme tune and I can play Fair Elise for the first five or six notes so it's going. It's
3: going pretty well. Beautiful. Um, well I've got um, um, my the, every time I go to Japan I buy um another automaton which is uh if you're not familiar it's a it's a it's a it looks like a big kind of robotic sperm i think i spoke about this before like it's like, a, it's, like the, right. it's in the shape of a musical note it's designed by this like wacky japanese inventor who invents all kinds of magical machines but one of his most popular um products is a it's just like a little kind of saxophone like a digital saxophone that sounds a bit like this what <laughs> can you hear that i can hear that yeah yeah, yeah. This is a very long battery, so you, so it's probably quite hard to hear. <laughs> but it's got a sliding scale of like right up there. So you're supposed to be able down. to like, oh my lord! Happy birthday to you!
1: <laughs> like, and you're so supposed thrill. to be able to
3: play music with it. Like, there's there's guys on the internet who can play it really well. But every time I go to Japan, I buy another two more, uh, another couple more. Um, And my collection is around about 10. I think I've got 10 now. Uh, The one I'm playing at the moment is a Kumamoto, uh, Kumamon, a little bear version of of the thing. But there's loads of different versions. Kiss have got a version. Of course, they have. They uh, merchandise everything. But I've got a Kirby version. Uh, I've got a a classic sort of Daruma kind of um, uh, model. And uh, yeah. Um, So so yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's, it's good. (laughs) It's good to collect nonsense that you're never going to use. I... I have a powerful imagination. I I like to think I do. Um but judging by your description, I just cannot picture what this automaton thing looks like. It's like um, a saxophone that's shaped like a crotchet that also looks a bit like a sperm. As sperm. I haven't got a lot to go on here. But yeah. I'm picturing so like give a, a robot, a like a tomaton.
3: Yeah. Or tom or tamatone. Or tamatone, I mean. Or
2: tamatone. Or tamatone.
3: Or tamaton all right, I'll check that out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's got right. a little mouth that makes It's got a little mouth you can squeeze in and out, so that it's um it kind of accentuates the, the the noise. So it's very addictive. It's 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 a lovely little product. Um, they break very easily though. So um, yeah, I mean, don't don't overspend on them. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I'm speechless. I have never seen one of these things. Yet again, <laughs> you've been to Japan all these times and you have seem to unlock things that I don't even yeah. know exist here, despite living here. So well done. Well done again. <laughs> that takes us to number 11, though. Uh, I'm going to put that into our number 10 on our list, Learn New Instrument. Number 11, though, Pete, what have you got? Well, Start a Collection is a really good example.
3: You know, eBay's still open. The postal uh, service is still open. Start a collection. I've got a good collection of not only the uh, automatons. I've also automatons. I've got a collection of old IMAX under my Ooh. chair that I never look at. I've got a collection of of capsule toys that I'll never, I'll never open on my uh, windowsill. Uh, so yeah, start a little collection of something.
2: I, yeah, I don't know what I could collect. Although to be fair. As I said, I did get a dice the other day, and I did buy the uh, hundred yen train. And for an extra mm. hundred yen, you get four pieces of track. And I've made like a big circle for the t- <laughs> a circular track for the ba- the train to go round on. Yeah. So maybe if I collect more track, I can build like a little city, and I have a whole kind of railway network. Is that, that insane we- again? Is that going back to point well, number no, because- five? Don't go insane. You know, because
3: Japan is, like, filled with people who are A, craftsmen, and B, uh, or uh and people who are just really into stuff. Like, if obsessive. you're into stuff in fact, you're really into stuff. So, Air like, train. you, yeah, obsessive, yeah. absolute otaku obsessive. Um, we're not really this in this case, but, like, railway people. People who are into trains in Britain are generally older generation. They've got a bit of cash kicking around. They'll make themselves a little train set, but they're not – as obsessive and they're not as uh, as into it as the people who are into trends in Japan because obviously the trends in Japan they are industry um, worldwide leaders in in that sort of tech, pretty much, and the um, the amount of amazing models you can buy uh, of trains of train sets. I cannot imagine how good uh, the Japanese uh, train collectors are because you go in any shop, any hard off, any book off, mm. uh, and there will be all kinds of uh, bits and bobs about the um, Shinkansen and the local trains and stuff like that. You could, if you get on a local train from the, you know, be bf nowhere um in the middle of uh, japan you could buy a train uh that represents the one you just
2: uh, stood on because they just do short runs of everything when it comes to Absolutely. plastic crap i um there's a video that's coming out this week it might already be out by the time this podcast the next day or so um it's called uh what is japan's most expensive train like and basically ryota and i traveled on um the shinkansen from tokyo to sendai and we went in grand class. I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. And there was a section on the track in Morioka where we watched the Hayabusa, the green train, the fastest train in Japan, connect right. to the Kormachi train, which is a slightly smaller train that goes off towards Akita. They connect to Morioka, and they it's really interesting, the nose cone on the train, which looks like a bullet shape, it opened like a robot. Mm. took me back to Robot Wars all over again. Uh, and they, <laughs> the, the nose cone opened. And they sort of came together like transformers, and they just sort of these like robotic arms came out and grabbed each other and pulled the trains together. And there were so many people watching and taking photos. It was, it was at least like a dozen people standing there watching. Yeah. They weren't even riding the train; they just turned up at the station, come through the gates, and watched the train being like pulled together. Um, just because people love it, they're obsessive over it here. So yeah, and, and engineer obsessives. It, 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 it's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Number 11, start a collection and watch the new video about a train. Um, And the last one, number 12, is a bit of an open-ended one, and it is create something, create something new. Um, So in my case, I would create a short film because that's what I'd like to do, create a little short film in the limitations of your own apartment or your own house. you You don't have that much going on there, but all you need is your iPhone and a little bit of script and a bit of an idea to bash out a screenplay and film something. Maybe it's a bit of artwork. Maybe you want to do some drawing. Maybe you want to write mm. a story, a short story. Now's a good time to sit down and write something. Just create something. Uh, and I think it's a good time to be creative in the confines of your own home. And if the video does go ahead, the video version of this podcast, uh, in the next few weeks, then I will make a little short film, and I'll put that in the, uh, in the, the video episode. And it'll be with the little train, probably. I've got to fit that train <laughs> in somewhere, haven't I? Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, damn right, damn right. Yeah, are you going to make anything, or are you too busy?
3: <sighs> too busy, mate. Too busy too producing busy. content for the various podcasts that I uh, help
2: run. Well, so. I suppose that counts, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's great. In, in Bringing kind in podcasts of to the masses. All right. Uh, well, let's turn hmm. our attention to the fax machine. But before that, just quickly, a quick roundup of the twelve points for those of you that want to write them down. Uh, number one: Animal, animal Crossing. Number two, yep. learn Japanese. Number three, yep. plan your trip. Number four, podcast. Listen to podcast. Number five, don't go insane. Number six, uh, travel across Japan virtually by watching Journey Across Japan. Number seven, get fit. Number eight, get crafty. Number nine, prank call <laughs> Japanese people. Number 10, learn an instrument. Number 11, collect something new. Number 12, create something new. There you go. There's our hit list. I love and it. now...
0: Let's turn our attention to the fax machine.
2: What do we got this week, Mr. Dawson?
3: Jimmy Portella, great name. And we're going to read your email right now. Hello, Chris and Pete, long-time listener of the podcast and recent binger of the Abroad Japan YouTube channel. Recently, I started a new job as health and wellness manager at Aso Farmland in Aso Kumamoto. Uh, my girlfriend is a hotel concierge there as well. Uh, anyway, my manager was telling me about how there was a famous foreign YouTuber that came to farmland. So I asked who it was. He told me, kurisu from UK. Uh, I then proceeded to nearly choke on my uh, or oh, something or other, <laughs> tea, <laughs> as I discovered
2: tea. choking my tea. What was it
3: tea? Choking my tea.
2: He's written it in kanji characters. <laughs>
3: it's got a little saddle on the top. It's a little looks like a little. I mean, I don't. You know, it doesn't
2: look like word tea, is, is it? ocha. It's like a,
3: ocha. Ah. Uh, my ocha, uh as I discovered that one of my uh, of the only videos of yours that I hadn't viewed was the one that you literally visited uh, the places where I live, work, and hang out in. Huh. Regardless, I want to thank you for giving uh, Kumamoto the attention it deserves. Oftentimes, places like Kumamoto, Fukuoka, <clears throat> Sasebo, Kyushu in general get uh, get uh, overlooked by foreigners in favor of Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto, etc. Hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah, and if you're um, and if you ever return to Kumamoto, as previously mentioned, I'm health and wellness manager and a certified personal trainer at the Farmland. Uh, I'm in charge of training foreign clients. So if you ever need inspiration for a fitness journey video, please visit Farmland again. Fantastic. Mr. Muscle Man, Jimmy Portella.
2: Do you remember, I don't know if you watched that episode. Basically, we went to Kumamoto. It's the one where we eat a horse, not an entire horse, a bit of just a bit of a warhorn. Cause a bit of a stir. Um, But that's what they eat in Kumamoto. So I felt compelled to do it, given that that is the most famous thing they have. Um, But the second most famous thing is a volcano and the third most famous thing is asso farmland which is basically a smurf village like all the um the kind of hotels it's it's really hard to explain it but it's basically a big park area where you stay in a domed house with about i think 55 square meters and they're right. made out of like some sort of rare kind of material um but after there was a big earthquake in the region a lot of people lived in these kind of domed huts because they're quite strong and resistant to earthquakes. But it just looks so surreal. Right. And I remember standing out there at dusk, um, watching the sun go down over this kind of smurf village and just thinking how surreal it looked. Um, really cool place, Asso Farm Village. Check it out. And thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. For, for Let me know that. That's pretty cool. I'm cool. delighted that uh, that the people, that your staff at uh, Asso Farmland Village noticed that we made a video on it, because I didn't actually tell anyone there that I was going to film it. I just sort of rocked up and just filmed it secretly sneakily it's a nice one um jenny from bournemouth says hi pete and chris jenny here from from sunny bournemouth in the uk uh first i wanted to thank you for helping me through a tough 2019 as i lost a very close family member and journey across japan really helped me and brought me a lot of joy thank you very much jenny it's very kind of you um sorry but you lost a family member i just binge watched it again as i'm currently working from home due to the current situation um thank you for inspiring us to visit japan twice and making another trip in the future i have lots more time now to study japanese i'm learning new words and kanji every week and i'm now learning hiragana rather than romaji um i still have a hard time with the sentence structure and grammar any advice for someone stuck indoors with a lot of time on their hands keep up the good work as i find your voice is very comforting and i adore pete's accent best regards oi, oi. jenny from bournemouth you do have a nice accent it's quite nice jenny from the b um well, I guess we answer that question by doing the whole podcast in terms of <laughs> how to make the most of your time indoors. Um yeah, get human Japanese, Jenny. That's the best app ever. Learn some Thai Kim. Um Yeah, any ideas,
3: Pete? I'm gonna check out this human Japanese. Uh Dogen on uh, Twitter is uh, quite good either. E- uh, Although Dogen, I do like Dogen. the fact you call him Doggin. I would call him Doggin from now on. You're good. yeah, it is uh, a lot of stuff because because you because you, you forget that like Japanese is kind of a tonal language and he sort of talks nobody ever talks about it and mm. obviously when well, you're just starting nobody gives a shit but um obviously as you get more advanced um his lessons become more and more useful um, yeah Dogen so, yeah. is really good for
2: that it's quite uh, funny Dogen D O G E N um obviously the videos I've made about learning Japanese are very general um it's kind of me just telling you which resources to use but Dogen actually does teach you how to do pronunciation so he's really great and there's actually quite a good few resources there's japanese pod 101 they have a good youtube channel uh as well so yeah there's there's it's never been a better time to learn a language like japanese just because there's so many resources online in terms of podcasts youtube videos and stuff but Mm. uh yeah best of luck jenny and um thanks for the kind words all the best keep the studies up what do we got next pete Uh, Reese
3: from Wolverhampton. Hello, Reese. Hello, Chris and Pete. Pete and Chris, Broad and Donaldson, Donaldson and Broad, B-Road and T-Bag. I think I've covered all the bases there. Um, I just want to message in to say that I've uh, finished watching the newest around Japan, uh, How Japan Overcame a $200 billion disaster. disaster, And I have no shame in admitting that uh, Ichio Kano made me ugly cry. That woman's outlook on life is something every single one of us could learn from just a beautiful philosophical view of on life she was uh she, she was something else wasn't she chris
2: she was awesome yeah it's Kano um so the most one of the most recent videos we did a um about the tsunami and at the end of the documentary the last person we covered was it's Kano. and we did a video on the tsunami two years ago as well called what happened in japan after the tsunami and she was in that and we thought it'd be great to get her back in um just because mm. her story is so moving she lost her home um she lost her family her husband her eldest daughter um and yet she's still the most happiest vibrant bubbly woman ever she's very positive and she has mm. some really great kind of philosoph- philosophical outlooks that help her get through it um but uh yeah if you don't have time to watch the whole tsunami documentary just get to the bit with it in um just because mm. that's the best bit by far but yeah awesome mm. um um yeah um, Continuing the email uh, Thank you
3: for showing Japan In a beautifully Three dimensional way It would be so easy To paint it as all light And roses It feels like I know it Far better for seeing It's light and shade Just to add a quick question uh, What would you suggest To yeah. visit in Japan To see or experience Something emotionally moving We see lots of videos About ramen and Buddhas But when I visit Japan With my wife uh, I really want to visit Somewhere that will live with me Far beyond that that 's the, the amazing channel And the great podcast You get me through my weeks At work Reese in Wolverhampton
2: it's good. Well, that's a really good question, actually, um, mm. and one that's a tough one to answer. I mean, I find the coastline along Tohoku pretty moving in general. Um, actually, there's there's Okawa Elementary School. I think I don't think we showed you it, did we, Pete? We had to. We were in a hurry that day. But we there's a school um, just north of Ishinomaki, uh, which is one of the worst affected cities in, in the tsunami. There's a there's a school called Okawa Elementary School, and basically on the day of the tsunami i think the principal was away and the teachers kind of dithered about they didn't know what to do and rather than evacuate all the school children up the mountain that was next to the school they very stupidly started walking them towards the bridge by the river and very quickly the bridge was overrun by the water the water went higher than the bridge and unfortunately all the kids and teachers were swept away Um, i think only two or three survived who were able to run to the mountain in time um But uh, that was a a real tragic place when you read the story of what happened when you stand at the school, which is still there as left as a reminder, um, the skeletal remains of the school. It's very moving. Um, And yeah, there's nowhere I've been in Japan that's quite as moving as that, I'd say. Um, But it is quite remote, but a worthy drive, I think. I think it's worth visiting if you want to go somewhere and be moved. What about you, Pete? Anywhere that springs to mind for you? Um, I
3: mean, to be honest, that that, that trip was uh, was was pretty decent. I mean, any time that me and uh, that, that Chris has got into a car and driven me somewhere, of course, so it's, always, it's always been that quite interesting. But yeah, anything that was hit the Corbett, I, I know it's like it's just a museum and stuff, but the Corbett um, earthquake museum was uh, was, was quite t- touching. I thought um, you forget how many people died and how quickly uh, it all kind of um, yeah, was really came to a head. Nineteen ninety-five, Great
2: Hanshin earthquake. Yeah, because back then, I don't think a lot of the buildings were earthquake-proof. So actually, there was a a massive loss of life there, Uh, although it did lead Japan to do its regulations, and they they made the buildings stronger. And uh, I think in the 2011 disaster, not that many people were killed or injured by the earthquake compared to 1995. But uh, yeah, I've always wanted to go there. Is that the one where they've got the earthquake simulator where you can... See how yeah, Earthquake I feel, mean, right. we'll experience. Yeah, it. it's
3: it's it's more just there's just a lot of videos, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, videos and 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 uh, people just showing you what happened. And and also, I think the most touching thing <clears> is <throat> it, like in any museum is just things that were found after the disaster. You know, you know, school books and oh, just yeah, broken yeah. binoculars and cameras and stuff like that. It's it's yeah, it's uh, it's, it's 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 really weird. And when um when I was in uh, where would I have been Fukuoka, the Fukuoka Castle. Um, there's this, there's these wells that are all around the castle, uh, the ruins mm. of the castle anyway. Um, and they're basically just um, detectors for groundwater because when the big earthquakes have happened, when the big tsunamis have happened, um, groundwa- they, they sort of found after the event that the groundwater swelled um, really, a little hi- a little higher every time, like you know, but but much earlier than you could have detected any kind of actual seismic movement, uh, groundwater kind of rises or, or falls or does something. Um, so they've got these um, they've got these detectors all around um, uh, for Castle to figuring out uh, when you know when when something big's going to be happening so yeah it's uh there's that sort of um that was, I, I that was weirdly touching i find sort of engineering project quite touching at the best of times but uh for various reasons because of a weird robot man but uh i thought i thought that was quite uh, quite interesting
2: a weird robot man i like that definition mm. Yeah. Uh, of yourself, <laughs> I like the phrase. Whenever we get in a car, something interesting happens. It reminds me of the time it does, I got yeah. my first speeding ticket in Japan. Was when you were in the car with me. So yeah, whenever I'm in the car, don't speed,
3: Chris. Don't be a naughty boy.
2: <laughs> Obey the rules of the road, mate. I will kill you. Uh, last one's from Rama. He says, "Hi, Chris, and His Majesty Pete Donaldson." What Thank is this? you. His Majesty Pete Donaldson. It doesn't yeah. deserve that. I really enjoy your content and I'm glad that I discovered your YouTube channel four years ago. Your work um, makes my hot day more bearable out here in Surabaya in Indonesia. On a normal day, the temperature is always between 32 to 37 degrees Celsius. Oh my God, how do you do it? Anyway, I always want to know more about Japanese society and culture. As you know, Japan has 47 prefectures, and I presume that you've already visited most of them. So my question is, do you have a favourite prefecture and what things make you like that prefecture? Maybe if time, um, I suggest you make a short video that explains um, a profile on interesting things about each prefecture. Uh, Keep up the good work, stay safe out there. Chris and His Majesty Pete Donaldson I'll wait for new episodes of the Football Ramble. I'm sorry if there's a dozen grammatical errors in this letter. Sincerely, Rama. Uh, No, there was no errors. Well done, Rama. Thanks for your message. Thanks for your question. Better than any of my emails. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about you, though, Pete? Favourite prefecture? Anyone spring to mind?
3: Oh, I like um, that part of Kyushu. Kind of, um, I really like Fukuoka. That's one of my favourite uh, cities. I like. I'm a city. I'm a city guy. I'm a city, city dweller. You are, uh, and, uh, and and Fukuoka's
2: an absolute bagger. See, I'm the antithesis to Pete Donaldson's City liver, <laughs> city life, boy. I uh, I love the countryside, and I remember somebody asked this to. Myself and Ryotaro once, when we were together, somebody said, what's your favourite prefecture? And um, both Ryotaro and I said at the same time, Aomori. Um, Almori is the prefecture at the top, um, the most northern point of Honshu Island, the main island of Japan. And you can get there in about three hours by bullet train. Uh, but it's just, it's got a really strong sense of identity, a really strong culture, lots of great food. They do have cider and apples. It's Japan's apple capital. They do have the largest uh, morning market in all of Japan, Hachinohe Asaichi Gumpiki Market, lovely place. Um, they've got the most expensive tuna in Japan, Oma Bluefin Tuna, where they sell for regularly $3 million a year at auction. They always break records with their gigantic tuna. Tastes delicious as well. Um, although, unfortunately, it's quite tricky to get hold of the tuna in Aomori because they ship it all to Tokyo where they get their real money. Um, so it's quite hard to get it in Aomori. Um, and yeah, I just think Almore is a very mysterious, wonderful place. And yeah, both Ryota and I love it. And so if you want to escape to the countryside and you want to try three different distinct cities, Almore's got Hachinohe, Al City, and Hirosaki. Hirosaki's got lots of orchards, Hachinohe has the biggest morning market, and Almori City has fuck all now it's got a nice fish it's got a nice fish market and it's got the second uh, or first level of the first i think highest amount of snowfall in the world for a city so if you like snow you're gonna love it but yeah those are my favorite prefectures um good questions guys keep the stories questions coming in to abroad japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back same time next week to do it all over again but for now guys no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great week stay safe stay clean and we'll see you next week take care Bye, bye pete I feel like I just <laughs> talks without letting you have a word in don't worry about it it's your show mate see ya it's my show <laughs> my show even though you are his majesty Pete Johnson